Hey moms, was your dinner last night the leftover chicken nuggets from your kid's try? Is your current idea of self-care closing the door when you pee? If the only chance you have for exercise is the squats you do when you pick up your kid's Legos, well then take a seat, mama. You're in the right place. I'm Corinne. And I'm Jess. And this is Mama Mama Bites. Hi, moms. Thanks for joining us for this interview with Nicole Cruz, registered dietitian. She was so lovely to talk to, and we talked to her about child feeding and eating. And so you might be saying, hey, Jess, hey, Corinne, wait a second. I tune into this show because it's all about how to take care of myself while I'm taking care of others. But what we find uh, from our listeners and from our clients in our practice is that a lot of the time, uh, a lot of our concerns about taking care of ourselves is about taking care of others, that uh, often moms who have dealt with eating disorders or disordered eating really want to try hard not to pass that on to their kids. And so there's a lot of anxiety and questions and just general um lack of knowledge around how to feed kids. And so we really seized this opportunity to speak with Nicole, who is so lovely, uh, to ask her some questions that you guys had, as well as just as much information as we could get about that thorny subject of feeding your kids. So we hope that you love her as much as we loved talking to her and uh, you enjoy the podcast. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for coming on the Mama Bites podcast. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, it's wonderful. Thanks for um, reaching out and connecting. And um, yeah, we we have listener questions this time. Our listeners are ready. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we have questions. And so, um, yeah, we're really excited to talk a little bit more about you and your journey and how you got into this work. If you want to start there and tell us um, how you got started and and uh, your own recovery journey, if you're interested in sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, so for anybody who doesn't know, I'm currently a registered dietitian and I do specialize in eating disorder recovery. Um, and so, yeah, I have recovered from an eating disorder myself and I must say, like, I am very, very fortunate because I come from an incredibly loving and supportive family. Um, I had a really great relationship with food growing up in the sense that, like, all foods were always welcome. I was never restricted from any of that. Mm -hmm. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, I I love my mother dearly, Mm -hmm. but she was really sucked into diet culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was always on a diet always, you know, and it was just kind of the rotating thing. And when I think about it now, it's really sad to me um, in a lot of ways because she was really the product of diet culture. Mm -hmm. She was, she was a straight sized woman, like completely, you know, quote unquote normal Mm -hmm. um, in terms of her body. And I think probably some body dissatisfaction dissatisfaction after, you know, having children and everything. And Mm -hmm. so she was just kind of always on a diet. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just what it was. So I think I was exposed to that pretty young and, and just thought that's 
what women do. Right. You know, that's what we're supposed to do. Mm, so yeah. I think that was kind of the perfect, perfect thing for me to to hold on to later on. You know, like I, I don't think I had really any issues with food until late in high school. And, and then I went away to college. And it, I think just, again, my mom, lovely, but she really also was kind of the Mother Teresa, like people mm. pleaser, didn't set boundaries with oh, anybody, okay. just kind of that, you know, mm-hmm. person. And mm-hmm. and so I think I took a lot of that on and I just didn't have a great sense of self and mm. I, I wasn't comfortable in my body and I went away to college and it was like the perfect storm to really, um, really have an eating disorder, sure. you know, and and use that to to feel better about myself, to feel like... I was doing something productive in this really scary world. Like that's a, yeah. you know, like jumping ship and going mm-hmm. off to college. It's kind of scary. So, um, yeah, I think my eating disorder just really took off then. And uh, it, it, I, I was really into science. And so it, it's kind of funny, I think, actually, because I think this is not very standard, but um, you know, some people had been really concerned about me, including my parents and, uh, you know, I'd gone away kind of with the like, um, I'm not going to gain the freshman 15. In mm-hmm. fact, like, mm-hmm. I'm that high achiever, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> right? right. Like, here we go. And so, um, but, but the funny thing is, I was at the health center because I was having health issues at this point, And people were trying to tell me that um, it was because I wasn't eating well and blah, blah, blah. And I was absolutely not going to hear that. But <laughs> I looked at this pamphlet, and I had like, every symptom of having an eating disorder, you know, and, and they were things that I had not been um, chalking up to being an eating disorder. I was really in denial. And Mm -hmm. so when I saw those things, I think it really hit me like, oh, this was the science of it. Like I Mm -hmm. couldn't sleep at night, you know, my hair falling, like those things, I just, it hit me pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Um, And I finally decided like, this, you know, it took a little bit of time still, but, but that was like a big turning point of, okay, I need to get help. Mm. Um, and so I did. And again, I think because I had such a supportive family and I, I had great friends and I had um, a really close family friend who had recovered from an eating disorder and was a therapist for eating disorders, um, it was really this kind of welcoming thing for me to get help. Um, and and I saw like even, especially with the family friend, I saw like what she had and I thought, wow, like she's this really strong, confident woman and, and I want that. Mm. Um, and so I saw those things. And so it was really confirming for me, like I want to do this different. And it, that's not to say that my recovery was ever easy. You know, mm-hmm. I, I remember, you know, crying on the floor over eating certain foods mm-hmm. and, and having it be really challenging. But at the same time, I was I was really committed to doing it. I just, I, I wanted something different. I wanted to learn more about myself Um you know, I just, I wanted a different life. I didn't want to feel so trapped in that anymore. Um, yeah. So I, I really started treatment and, um, tried to figure out what to do with my career because at the time I was like a, a neuroscience major and Ooh. like, I know, right. What am I going to do with that? I had no idea what I was going to do with that. I didn't know. And I think that was part of it too. Yeah. Was I was away at college, not knowing what am I going to do with this? Sure. What's going on? And so it was just kind of, um, I didn't know I was going to go into nutrition at all. In fact, I was told, you know, by some people that might not be a good idea, mm-hmm. but, um, mm-hmm. 
I just started taking random classes at the community college and I, you know, a little bit further into my recovery, I finally took that nutrition class and I was still seeing my dietitian, so I was able to kind of talk through some of the messaging and I really just decided like this is something I really want to help people with, especially because of, you know, the culture that we live in and people are so confused about mm-hmm. nutrition and, mm-hmm. yes. you know, I just really wanted to get the help that give the help that I had received. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so that's how I got started. I, at that point, just went to school to become a dietitian and then ended up um, working in, you know, few treatment centers and everything and finally starting my own practice and we've always um you know specialized in eating disorders from that point mm-hmm. yeah. um this is not on our list but I'm curious <laughs> okay. like so like did your own recovery process include health at every size and like intuitive eating or was it still too early kind of like in the development of that for it to be part of it like how did you how did you discover those things yeah, it's so it's so interesting now to think about that because it didn't. It yeah, really yeah, didn't. Yeah, you yeah. Know? that's kind of, that's why <laughs> I asked because I really suspected, you know. Yeah, and even now looking at it, I mean, I think I I love my dietitian. She was perfect for me at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's what I needed. Like I was scared of my body. I was scared mm-hmm. of myself, and I needed someone who was like, "This is what we're doing. This mm-hmm. is what you're eating." Mm-hmm. Like, but she was kind of. Um, militant in a way, but because I was such a people pleaser, it was like, mm-hmm. it was good for me to do. Mm-hmm. But looking back, I mean, I think she's a bit fat phobic, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was part of it. I think it was kind of like, okay, you're going to gain to this point, but this is what we'll do. And and actually, now that you're saying this, it's kind of, it's kind of sad, actually. But yeah. I do remember um, at one point she told me, instead of eating the full fat yogurt, I could switch to light yogurt. Mm -hmm. And I remember being upset about it. Like, I remember the feeling of like, what? Like, I can't eat a regular food? And she said to me, I remember her saying, well, Nicole, like, how many women do you know that really eat regular yogurt? Uh, And yeah, right? Like, it's so, it's so strange. And so I think about that moment of like, oh, like, I still, if I can do this right, like I have to follow my meal plan. I can eat a great amount of food, but I still have to kind of watch things to be okay, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, So how did you unlearn it? How did you, like, when did it happen? Yeah. So I do remember in, um, a period when I was trying to, I was still working, it was a couple years in as a dietitian actually, and I was working at a treatment center And I went, I was kind of in and out of therapy at this point, you know, like I wasn't going every week, but I'd go back for a few months at a time, maybe. And then, yes, Yes. (laughs) I'm familiar (laughs) with it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, not even necessarily like food related stuff, just go back in, like stuff, you know. And I just remember saying to her, you know, I feel like I'm still kind of strict with my food. And it wasn't like food choices, but it was like I still had to have like, the right meals Mm -hmm. like they all had to have the right ingredients and if I was hungry I would get more but it was like I've still got to have my protein my carbs my fat Mm -hmm. and I was kind of scared even of like not having enough like Mm -hmm. it was both like oh I'm not gonna have like 
I don't know what it was, whatever. So I better make sure I add the extra piece of bread. Like right, I was always right. just like, oh, I got to do it kind of perfect. Still, Threading you know? a needle. Yeah. 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 So I, and, and at that point, my therapist was like, Nicole, you're past that. Like, it's okay for you to listen to your body. Like, let's start wow. doing that, you know? Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> so, so that was great. And, and it was tricky. Even then, I was sure. like, oh, like I was still kind of eating this not crazy schedule. I was kind of listening. My body was pretty used to the way I was eating, you know? Right. And I could certainly go to parties and eat what I wanted. But it was kind of like I was still a little in it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, so it was her kind of prompting me. And it wasn't super messy, but a little bit, you know, yeah. and I was like, oh, like I felt some things come up like, oh, I don't have to eat as much. Like, does that feel good? And right. having to talk through that. Right. So it wasn't like I went back into my eating disorder at all. I just kind of had to be aware and talk through yeah. like what was yeah. going on for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sort of like learn this mindfulness of your body, but also mindfulness of the eating disorder voice when it would pop mm-hmm. up and mm-hmm. sort of like do its thing, talk talk it's crap (laughs) right absolutely yeah and I can also really appreciate like when when a form of treatment when when what was the form of treatment is like your lifeline and then that sort of becomes not not what you need anymore it's really hard to like let that go in in my in my experience yeah yeah sure i don't want to speak for you (laughs) (laughs) no i totally agree it got to be like that new safety net right yeah Yeah. absolutely transferring the from the eating disorder to that and then Mm -hmm. how to let go of that Yeah. yeah yeah Um, I'm curious too. So I was snooping around on your blog. <laughs> it's a blog you're supposed to snoop. I know, but you know, I was like deep in it <laughs> and I noticed, well, first of all, I just love the way you title stuff because it's very provocative, <laughs> right? It was like, oh. it, what, uh, what did you say about the, it was the detox one that got me that was like, I don't know, it was just the way you worded it, the title of it. I was like, oh, that's like, that's crafty. <laughs> that's tricky. So, and it's so many of the topics I think are so, um, uh, like, prevalent right now. Mm-hmm. It seems like everyone's talking about, you know, like detoxing. detoxing. Yeah. Whole just, 30 exactly. Um, are these topics that you're seeing in your own practice with people and like if so how do you how do you work with that yeah definitely um yeah I think you know so I I specialize in eating disorders and just any form of kind of disordered eating and dieting and trying to do you know more intuitive eating um and then I also do you know I work with a lot of like adolescents and college age and also a lot of moms you know Mm -hmm. and so yeah I think (laughs) this is stuff that comes up a lot and you know I'm sure you guys see it too or you know and and it's kind of funny because I feel like I'm a little bit in a bubble I don't know if you guys have that way we talk about it all the time yes right I live in a cave (laughs) I love it okay see a cave a bubble bubble cave (laughs) this is the northeast is more California is more of a bubble Bubble. fancy (laughs) Glinda the good witch bubble no a deep dark cave cave. a pain (laughs) cave that's where I live (laughs) 
Yes, right. So you get so like sucked into this, you know, bubble or cave, and I feel so surrounded by all these like positive vibes yes. around food yeah. and bodies, yeah. and yes. um, yeah, it's it's interesting because my clients come in with stuff, and I'm like, oh yeah, and you know, I see it at like my kids' preschool and stuff like mm. that too. You know, I have, <laughs> I so I have a six year old, a three year old, and a one year old, mm. and um, I go to this co op type of school, which is amazing, but um, so my three-year-old is in like a preschool class and I have to work in there like one day a week. And then my one-year-old um, and I do like a mommy and me. And so it's at the same school. And so I'm in there with her one day a week. And mm-hmm. so I'm like with all these other moms, yeah. you know, in those two classes. And, and so that's actually where I see it a lot. I see mm-hmm. this talk back and forth and mm-hmm. then, you know, my clients bring it in too. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's kind of everywhere, but I think it's because it's marketed at moms, right? right? right. It's like, Everybody doing this multi-level marketing, uh, and, um, right? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> we love a good pyramid scheme, <laughs> right? Jesus, <laughs> you know it, it's it's hard. Right? I don't want to like bash anybody that is trying to like make a living and and help their family and do it, but it's when the diet culture stuff right, comes into right, it, right? Right. Uh, and and so it's it's selling their their products and stuff, but saying that it's you know this lifestyle. It's like, well, if I'm really just trying to like eat some more vegetables and stuff, then why don't I just eat some more vegetables? Right, why vegetables. do I need to bribe higher <laughs> yeah. like protein powder and eliminate all these other foods and yeah. et cetera, et cetera? You know, pay all this money for it. So uh, that's the stuff that really gets me. But um, yeah. but yeah, so. So I do see it a lot. Um, I think we're, you know, like my mom was sucked into it way back when with all the programs because it's really marketed towards moms. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think too, right, because so many of us have had children and have to go through this kind of um, body, our body's changing, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that's like, I think, a hard space to be in too Mm -hmm. and to feel like Mm -hmm. we want to fix it in some way, like Mm -hmm. something's wrong and, and we're told it's wrong, right? right? Like we need to bounce back and and change it. And Mm -hmm. there's all these products and things that can help us do that. And um, yeah, so, so back to your question um, about (laughs) the, the, you know, I think the blog was on like detoxes. Yeah, I found it. It's why you should reconsider your next 30 day detox. Mm -hmm. It's so crafty. It's like not telling you a detox is shitty. You're just like, why you should maybe reconsider yeah, it's it. very gentle yes like, whereas don't. i would be like don't do it <laughs> <laughs> <Dark> com. <laughs> that's it <laughs> i just loved it i thought that was like just... really great well thank you um <laughs> yeah i just i think you know it's it's just that we're we're told that like we should do it and so i think we're not sold the other part of it though it's like mm-hmm. what is this really going to look like and right. I think we really need to to think about that and take some inventory about ourselves. Like, if you're going to do this, what is it that, you know, you're really hoping to get out of it? What is it that you want from it? Mm -hmm. And there's so many things like, oh, I just want to feel better. You know, we hear people say, or um, I want to lose weight is Mm -hmm. one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I do hear like, well, I just need to eat better. Like, I just Mm -hmm. need to eat better. Um, I want to have more energy. Like, Mm -hmm. all of these things that really 
those are things that we can accomplish in other ways. Right. You know, we don't mm-hmm. need to do the detox or eliminate foods. And, <laughs> right. And, right. Right? Like we were saying before, we can focus more on inclusion. Like, yeah. right. let's, right. let's include more vegetables, right. you know, right. or mm-hmm. let's, if, if you feel like um, you're not eating enough protein, like, let's just focus on including some more protein then. Mm-hmm. Like, right. let's just focus on what we can include more of instead of exclude. Right. Um, right. You know, if you yeah, want more energy, make sure you're eating more consistently instead right. of eating less. <laughs> yeah. right? like, Are you sleeping? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? And, and do you need a little walk or something during the yeah, day, yeah, you know, to feel yeah. better, right. like without being rigorous? I'm going to join the gym for these days and mm-hmm. I'm going to, um, you know, go on this detox and do all these things. Well, obviously, right, we all know that's not going to last. So what are these little things that we can kind of shift and build on Mm -hmm. that are actually going to accomplish those goals instead of maybe, maybe accomplish them for, you know, 30 days. Get that out of it. Oh, I love it. Also, like, to tie back to neuroscience, like, that's what the the brain, the brain loves to hear what am I going to get versus like, what are the things I have to take away? Right. Right. right so like, right, I just right. think that's such a great way to introduce it to people. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not going to rob you of anything. We're only going to add things. <laughs> it's going to be great. Right, right. <laughs> but everybody thinks, right. We right. have to like have to take away. restrict all these things. Yeah. And that's the only way I can do it is by being more restrictive because I'm out of control. And if I don't have these set rules or these ideas, then I'm just going to go crazy. Right. You know? mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I think so. that's such a great point too. Like from moms to kids, right? Mm-hmm. Too that mm-hmm. like we're talking about, you know, how this affects our relationship with kid feeding as well and what they're supposed to have and what they're not supposed to have. And, you know, we're really curious about how this also translates to your work with feeding kids mm-hmm. and, you know, counseling people on that and your philosophy and also your, you know, your personal experience with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, I said, you know, I really got into being a dietitian and, and doing this work to help eating disorders, but as my kids did get, you know, as I had kids, I should say, and then um, started interacting with other parents and stuff, I really realized how much people struggle with this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And in so many ways, right, mm-hmm. just like getting food on the table, mm-hmm. feeling like they don't know what to feed because there's so much mixed information out there Um, Mm -hmm. feeling like they do need to restrict their kids Mm -hmm. because you know their kids would eat whatever if Mm -hmm. they didn't and Mm -hmm. just so much of that and so it really started just popping up more and more and and so I've just you know slowly begun to um, be doing more work with that as I've had kids Um, Mm -hmm. so working more with with families on that and I just very recently actually started a Facebook group um it's called joyful eating for your family um really about just feeding families and Mm -hmm. kind of the philosophy around that and then also some you know help with actual food and getting food on the table and Mm -hmm. potential you know recipes and and stuff like that which I find is what people really are looking for um but, but basically, you know, my philosophy that I always have to go back to, because even as a mom myself who who knows all this nutrition information, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's really hard to feed kids, right? <laughs> like, really there's so much kids. out there, and, and kids don't want to eat all the time. Yeah, I was going to so. say, <laughs> <laughs> what's hard is that they don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and it's confusing. Like, what do I do about that, mm-hmm. you know? So I really, my philosophy and what I always come back to is 
like kind of my line is like feeding for the future, like always laying that foundation that we are feeding for the future Mm. because our kids have to learn how to do this when we're not there Mm. to control the food. (laughs) You know, (laughs) we get so caught up in like the day to day of, Mm. you know, what Susie's eating. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. did she eat a piece of broccoli today Mm -hmm. or did Johnny have, you know, Mm -hmm. one piece of fruit? And, and we're so concerned about, the little things, and we really have to look at the bigger picture and realize that we're not going to be able to control this mm-hmm. in, in even a few years, right? right? When right, they're right, at right. parties and when they're at school, at school and when right. they're doing all these yeah. things, mm-hmm. and then later and later into you know high school and, and eventually as adults, like, college, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So we really want to kind of lay that foundation um, for feeding for the future. So mm. I always look at that as being the foundation, and mm. that everything that I do has to go back to that intention of Mm. me setting up a positive relationship with food Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to the actual food that's eaten. Like that's the least important thing to me. (gasps) You know, it's like the actual food. That's the quote. That's the quote on the Instagram. That's the one. (laughs) So so is it, is it more, is it like um, sort of like in some ways like seed planting, like, it may not look this way now, but we're laying this foundation so that in the future they'll have these tools. Am I kind of getting? Yeah. I mean, I think to some degree, right? Like that's it. It's about um, creating this relationship where kids can trust themselves with food, right? Mm -hmm. Where they trust themselves, where, where they enjoy food and they find it joyful, like that they don't have this pressure about certain foods or they're not scared of certain foods or they don't have memories of being forced to eat them like (laughs) right that we're creating kind of this joy around it that where food is fun it's something that brings people together that we have family meals whenever possible and that's a place that we talk and interact and it's not this you know we got to get them to eat this food and you can't get up from the table until you have this much or you need to have you know three more bites or yeah Uh -uh. any of that Uh -uh. right Uh -uh. yeah yeah Uh, we're just Uh cringing we're just yeah yeah and it's hard it's really hard it's really hard and Mm -hmm. and the it's really interesting to see the listener response that people were like so ready yeah people came out of the woodwork in terms of like mm-hmm. raising intuitive eaters and mm-hmm. I you know I definitely really noticed with the questions it really just seemed um, like we were getting so many questions or, or we were getting questions that were so from this really educated space yeah like these are peeps who know the deal they know the drill for the yeah. most part yeah right? uh-huh. and and are even citing like the division of responsibility mm-hmm. of feeding and mm-hmm. eating mm-hmm. you know that um mm-hmm. you know ellen satter talks mm-hmm. about that grown-ups are responsible for the what the where and the when mm-hmm. and kids being if and how much mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. this is the first you're hearing about it we'll include that in the show notes probably not the first you're hearing about it but um our it listeners might be. Are hearing about it. yep yep you don't know that would be great that'd, that'd be, would be great. great it's really cool but <laughs> it's awesome but it's also still hard yeah it is and yeah. um we just like i just really heard these questions from like people working so hard to do it right Mm -hmm. and do right by their kids. And, um, you know, even (laughs) one of the questions um, I showed my husband, I'm like, look, look, this is so great. Look at these questions from our listeners. And he's like, you didn't write that question. (laughs) (laughs) He thought it was, he thought it was a plant. (laughs) 
So, you know, like I, I tell clients these, you know, sort of as, as a, as an eating disorder therapist myself, like I'm savvy. I know all the things and still like sometimes it's a disaster, you know? Right. And, um, you know, I'll have a moment where I'm like, I'm an eating disorder therapist. (laughs) This should not be this hard, but it just is. Mm -hmm. And I think we tend to blame ourselves Mm-hmm. for why it's not going right or they seem to be pushing back or whatever like you know and then and then we don't know what to do right and so I just sort of like wanted to preface all of that I yeah sort of feel like that was a big preface like before we sort of start diving into the questions um Ooh, can I ask the first one? yeah the one about the yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> I really want to, I actually really want to know. Um, how, the first question is, how do you best advise parents whose children are asking for desserts several times per day? Right. Or, um, or Jessica's who are asking for desserts several times a day. <laughs> you know, I mean, my kids do too. So there I think is. one is to really look at, uh, like, is that, bad you know what is our judgment about that like desserts mm-hmm. taste good you right. know so yes. let's just, <laughs> Amen. Right? Like, let's recognize that first like these are not like oh we've got bad kids pathology and something right. wrong right. like right. we like dessert right you know right um so just kind of recognizing that piece i think first instead of thinking oh, my kids out of control they're like sugarholics and like all of this stuff and and i hear that from some of my friends too just being yes. really concerned like yes. one of my kids really likes sugar what do i do and it's like <laughs> Yeah, I, I like sugar too. Right. You know, like <laughs> sugar it's tastes okay. good. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the first piece, just to recognize that because if we are concerned about that, we tend to bring more energy to it ourselves. Yes. Mm, yes. And and that can be an issue in and of itself. You yes. know, if, if we're creating more of that energy around it, it just feeds it. Like it, it makes them want it even more, think that it's bad and then we won't right. like when something's off limits or feels taboo where we gravitate towards it more. Right. Um, so first kind of checking ourselves, I think, is one mm-hmm. thing. Um, another, though, is, you know, to really offer it regularly mm-hmm. and without any conditions. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's on the table mm-hmm. and have it, you know, mm-hmm. without you need to eat this before you get your dessert or take two more bites of your broccoli and then you can have dessert mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whatever. So really <laughs> um, being careful about that. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. It, I also, I know this is such a, like, you know, very simplistic word, but I just love the word available. (laughs) I say it all the time, like, this is just not available right now, or this is what's available. So it's not a judgment, you know, it's not like, oh, that has too much sugar. We can't have it right now. Like kids don't need to hear that. They just don't need to hear that. They don't even understand nutrition information, right? Like, so just really, really simple. Keep it simple. Like, you know, this is what's available at this meal. You're welcome to eat it. And yes, we'll have dessert again tomorrow or we'll have dessert later. Um, you know, whatever, whatever you decide to do in terms of dessert in your family. Cause I don't think that that's like a a one size fits all. I think it's Mm -hmm. fine if they have, you know, dessert a couple times a day and maybe that's, you know, only some days, or maybe it's, you know, they have a, a Hershey kiss in there lunch or something like that but then you do offer dessert at dinner like Mm -hmm. you can decide whatever that looks like you know Mm -hmm. um in terms of your family but 
but you deciding that because you are still responsible for the food. And that's where that division of responsibility comes in, right? Like Mm. you still get to choose the what, the Mm. what, the when, and the where. And so you may be offering dessert or you may not. Um, But if it feels like there's energy around it, I would definitely make sure to offer it every day, regularly and consistently, and without them having to beg for it, and then you putting up a, fine, we'll have it, or yeah, no, I yeah. said no, you know, 20 times. Yeah, just yeah. I love really you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but, and, great. and, you know, one more thing I would kind of put in there, too, is, you know, would you have the same concern if they were asking for carrots you know multiple times a day or a banana multiple times a day like would you have that same concern Mm, and so kind of taking a step back and saying again what is my energy around this what am I scared of and just making it available because I I mean to be honest with you if my kids sometimes do they're like can I have another apple or another banana or another this and I'm like no, I'm sorry. That's not available right now. I've already cut up whatever this other fruit is, and this is what's available, you know? so Which is why is I'm asking this. for the apple. <laughs> I watched you cut that pear. <laughs> you know, but we still get to kind of decide that piece of it. And that's not right. to say that it's militant. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes I'm going to respond to those requests because it makes sense. But other times, no, I'm not throwing all this other food away because this is what's already out and available. Right. Wait, can I ask a question we've talked to some other um rds in the past who have like lived this and have a great philosophy around it as well and i'm just wondering so is there always a different is there always something available right so you're like it's not available right now but here are the other options that are here like are there always is there you know what i mean am i making yeah am i being clear corinne Mm. right well i think (laughs) corinne's like no you're not (laughs) well i think you're alluding to like right the ellen satter kind of model of making sure that there's always something there that they want to eat yeah that's yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. or that they like at least they may not want to eat it at that meal but right right that's another thing right 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 and yeah and that's how you just kind of keep doing it because then we don't have to worry about, oh, they're going to be hungry right, or that right, we're not right. providing enough. Like right. it's fine if they do only eat fruit at one meal or they only eat, um, you know, their dessert at that one meal mm-hmm. or whatever it is, but, or the mm-hmm. bread on the table, or uh, sometimes my kids only eat shredded cheese. It's like, I, you know, we <laughs> tacos and I put like all the taco stuff out and they're like, more shredded cheese, please. <laughs> <laughs> Can I is. have a taco with just cheese? <laughs> is, is, I love I, it. I'm that not is even something a tortilla that... sometimes. It's like yeah. just shredded cheese. Just it's shredded just fistfuls, right? yes. yes. Tip the head back. fine, you know? And I think it's so freeing, to be honest, as a parent. Yeah. I think it's so freeing to let that go. Like, yes. It just helps us be yeah. more relaxed, yeah. to not worry, to make meal times easier and better. It's, yeah. it's less stressful like mm-hmm. so much less stressful when you do follow that model and truly just trust like they're gonna be okay right. this is yeah. all okay we don't have to force it we don't have to worry about it we just get to to stay in our lane you know yeah, I yeah. put the yeah. food out and that's it yeah yeah wow I'm yeah. loving every second of this. So great. Yeah. Do you want to ask the second? Sure. I mean, I think I think you're also sort of like covering this. Yeah. This sort this of sub question sort of... about a twenty month old, twenty one month old about um, when she asked for more chocolate, and it it sounds like, 
you're really sort of saying using that. I, I love this language about available. Mm, me um, too. And that I'm you know, use that with myself. It, it's <laughs> yes. I like. <laughs> I mean, I think that's and and that's you know what I say to clients sometimes is like, you know, how would you how would you talk to yourself if you were a small child? Yeah, I need to reparent. In yeah, that way. yeah. I, love that. I think you do. Right. I want. Nicole to be my mom and Aaron Flores to be my dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love They're Aaron. both in California. It's I know. So I'm moving to California. Oh. Goodbye. <laughs> Does that work? Wait, I'm training wait. my cave for a bubble. This is, this is a terrible plan for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this plan. You know, uh, I, yeah, but, you know, it's funny when you talk about a 20 months old too, because I'm trying to think of how old my daughter is. I think she's like, uh, 20, about 20 months. So mm-hmm. I'm picturing her asking for more of something. And, you know, with kids, we do, we do very like basic signs here, but I'm picturing me saying like chocolates all done doing the little yeah. like sign language yeah. for like yeah. all gone, all yeah. done. So I think with, with an, you know, with a child that age or a little toddler, a little baby, you, you can do that. You just say chocolates all done or yeah. whatever it is, you know, and, um, and also to say like, again, making it, a good thing this is not bad right but to be like yeah I love chocolate too we'll have more tomorrow yeah, you know like yeah. just mm-hmm. great let's do this and yeah it's all done for right now and if you're still hungry this is what's still available right, you know you still right, get to have your right. your spaghetti and right. carrots or whatever's right. on the table you know so this is what's available and tomorrow we'll have more chocolate yeah mm. yeah that's so great that's so great yeah my mind is blown okay yeah. <laughs> um next question up is how do i allow my six-year-old free range of the pantry and fridge when he shows he won't stop eating such a great question um it says mom like a little additional note mom doesn't want to restrict but is concerned about the cost of food yeah which i get yeah 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 and and that's tricky and so i'm wondering too I mean, well, I think there's a couple things here. So one is, is the cost of food like truly an issue where maybe the child has been restricted because of true mm-hmm. economic issues, you know, which mm-hmm. which is a concern with food insecurity. And mm-hmm. so I don't know if that is a true issue or if it's just more of like a oh, food's so expensive, this mm-hmm. is hard, you know, type mm-hmm. of thing. Um but, but if we're restricted for any type of reason, mm-hmm. we may find that when food is available, we're more likely to try to get more of it, you mm-hmm. know? So if that's kind of been an ongoing thing because of money, or even if it's just a fear of not having enough money, um, the child may be sensing that and, mm-hmm. and eating more when there is food available. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I would also say that at six years old, though, the child doesn't need free range of the pantry. Right. Um, that was my big know, question. Yeah, I was wondering right. that too. Should there be like a drawer or something? Right. Well, you know, I think this, again, goes back to that kind of division of responsibility. So at six years old, you can take cues. You could give a choice, right? So today for snack, would you like yogurt, fruit, and pretzels? Mm-hmm. Or would you prefer, um, you know, cheese, crackers, carrots, and hummus. Like you could give, like, Mm -hmm. you know, these are kind of the two choices or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, And so giving these options of snack and then just putting that all out so that it's available instead of necessarily kind of an always go to drawer, which I know some people do. And again, I am not here to tell you there's like a definite right way or wrong way, but Mm -hmm. I would be careful too about 
if there's a certain drawer that's always okay, what are we saying about those foods? You know, is it like, well, these foods are okay, but other foods are really limited. Mm -hmm. And again, we're not setting up that structure of having, um, you know, some kind of meals and snacks, which to some degree, not to be, again, militant about it, but to recognize that that is somewhat important because children do need some boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. Like they do need some boundaries. And then also we want to set them up to be, hopefully somewhat hungry at meals and snacks because if they're just snacking all day, then they're never going to be exposed to or trying new foods at meals Mm -hmm. if they're always coming to the table full. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so just not having like complete open access to food. But at six years old, we could um, ask what they want, give choices. We could let them get it. These are your two choices. Go ahead and get which one you want. Um, We could put out like a variety of food if your child – Uh, It doesn't necessarily sit down so much just for a snack and eat it right then. You could put out a variety of food, but then an hour before a meal, clean it all up, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, this is what we Mm -hmm. put out and is available, but now we're going to clean up because we're going to have dinner soon, you know? So I think there's some ways around that, but um, I still would say just because we want to create that healthy relationship with food, it doesn't mean that it's this complete boundaryless thing. Mm -hmm. There's still boundaries there and that that le- those boundaries leave room though for a child to still listen to their body right. and to make some choices right. you know right right, right. yeah mm. absolutely and and to <clears throat> make mistakes too right 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 you know to choose absolutely choose something and oh wait that wasn't the choice i wanted okay well that's okay you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> or right. i made this choice and it and and then i was really hungry later you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. versus it kept me full for a while. And I think that's so important too, right? With um, the way that we allow them to do that, like it, to make quote unquote mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, and how we deal with that. Because mm-hmm. language is so important too. Mm-hmm. And we could be really judgmental and say like, oh, well, that's what happens when you eat too much of that or, <laughs> right, right, you know, those right. sorts of things. Um, or of course you feel that way. You had so much sugar and, and really kind of demonize um, a behavior or a type of food. Or we could really say like, yeah, you know, my belly hurts really bad when I do that too, sure. you know, right, and, right, and just kind yeah. of normalize that we're, we're learning. Like mm-hmm, kids right. are learning how their bodies feel when they eat and we need to give them those opportunities and then talk to them about it without judgment. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, I think that's so much of the work, the, the energy, the judgment, et cetera. That's, I think that's the hardest piece. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, Should we do the last question? Yeah. 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 So we um, had a question about how does my four-year-old know when they're full versus when they just want to go play, but then they come back later asking for food, even if it's not just dessert, even it sounds like, even if it's not just those more palatable you know, like highly palatable mm-hmm. foods, but <clears throat> I don't have a four-year-old, but I just picture that's how they eat. Right, right. Well, I just thought yeah. that's how it it's went. It's interesting like, that they said four because I was like, I remember this phase. Yeah, because we have a three and a six-year-old, and my right, my right. my four-year-olds would do that, and it can feel maddening. It can, it can. feel maddening, yeah. but uh, these are such great questions because they're like developmentally right on. Oh, I feel like, oh yeah. Okay. Um, but I'm I'm. Right. I, I should let Nicole Yes, Nicole, <laughs> tell us what do well, you do. You chime in though if you have some thoughts mm-hmm. because you know I think 
I think there's different ways to handle it. Mm -hmm. Like, and you would know better than me too about, you know, the developmental piece, but, um, you know, I think, like I said, there's different ways to handle it. And and one is to go back what we are just go back to what we were just saying about they're really learning, Mm -hmm. you know, this Mm -hmm. is a learning process. Mm -hmm. And so it is so frustrating, right? It's so frustrating when you cook a whole meal and then they don't eat it and then they're back and they're hungry. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I get why it's, why it is maddening, but I think we do have to remember that they're still learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I actually, I had a, this, this is my six year old, but this happened recently and it, it kind of put me in my place. I felt so bad. Um, <laughs> but he, he was like, he asked for something and I made it and I can't even remember what it is now, but he asked for it and I made it and I took extra and I double checked with him cause we were going somewhere else for breakfast. So I had just made like a little snack and I said we're going to breakfast he's like I'm so hungry yeah. I'm so hungry I, I feel like, that way okay. on the way to breakfast right? like I'm like okay I'll make you something else are you sure because we're going for breakfast yes 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 so I make it and I put it out and he literally doesn't touch it and I'm like Ugh. wait I just asked you like five mm. times if I should make this because mm-hmm. <laughs> we're leaving and now we're late because we're leaving mm-hmm. but it's but I'm like but I just gave him a snack because we're supposed to go. So maybe he's really hungry, like mm-hmm. all this stuff, you know, and I don't mm-hmm. want to be starving. And, mm-hmm. and he just looked at me. He's like, but mom, I didn't know. Yes. Like, oh. Oh, 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 it's not my child. That hurts no. my heart. Yeah. <laughs> but it's my I child. Really yes, you did. Know. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. You didn't know. You're just learning. Like you yeah. really thought you wanted that, and then you just didn't. Yeah, and you didn't yeah. know, and oh that's my God. okay. It's like like, every it's meal, totally basically, okay. right? right. <laughs> or even for me, I mean. <laughs> Well, even just knowing that you're going to be attended to in that way too, that like yeah. your needs will be met is sometimes the way that oh. we're fed too. Yes. Yeah. That's right. just it. The nurturing of right. the act. Right. Oh. Right. Right. I got I what I needed when it oh. was set in front of me versus like kill I me. needed eggs, you know, <laughs> like kill me. That's right. so good. Right. Oh, so good. Oh, that's great. It's hard, you know. It's hard. It, just to answer the, you know, question too for for this, I'm, I'm assuming a, a mama, um, is you know a couple things too. Like we could we could give a reminder, you know, like mm-hmm. well this is the meal right now, mm-hmm. so you might mm-hmm. be a little bit hungry mm-hmm. if you leave, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to give that reminder. Um, I think you can also say like, of course you don't have to eat, you know, mm-hmm. you're welcome to not eat but we're not going to have a snack again for another two hours, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, and just, mm -hmm. again, that reminder. Mm -hmm. Um, Also something that I do and I think can be helpful at times is to leave the food out for that period Mm -hmm. of time. So whether it's a meal or a snack, you know, they might get up and down and I just wait. I say, you know, the breakfast is still here. It might be cold, Mm -hmm. but if they're really hungry, I'm not making a whole nother meal. So if they Mm -hmm. come back in a half an hour and they ask for food, I might say like, yeah, your breakfast is still on the table. You're welcome to sit there and have it if you want. And sometimes they're really hungry and they'll eat like their cold eggs, you know, and they will. And that's just, again, part of it. Like I am not running to be this short order cook and running all over the kitchen, stopping everything I'm doing Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is food available. So I think that's, you know, just an option too. And and it's like we were saying, it's frustrating, but I think just they they start to learn though that that's the pattern, you right. know? Right. So right. either eat right. it now right. or you're not going to have it or it's going to be cold or, and we'll have a snack again soon. And, 
And if it's dinner and you find that happening a lot, I would say just offer a standard evening snack. Like Mm -hmm, don't even wait mm -hmm. for them to ask. Just know that you're going to offer an evening snack. And that way, if they're hungry, they'll have it again, Mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely um, had to end up doing that with my daughter. And, you know, at first, again, the energy around it was, was a little frustrating. It felt like we were in a a power struggle. It did. Mm -hmm. It definitely felt like it gets sort of this energetic quality. Like this is not about the food. (laughs) This is not about the food. This is about, you know, what, what are the boundaries? Where are the limits? Limits, and it's hard to sort of hold that reactivity and, and we didn't always hold that reactivity, but we we just had to offer a regular night snack and then it kind of slowly it died down. A little. Died down. Mm-hmm. It didn't like mm-hmm. go away, but it did die down and and now it's pretty much gone mm-hmm. now, um, but I'm sure it will come up and, and my son who's three, I'm, mm-hmm. I think it'll probably actually come up stronger possibly, um, but yeah, it just, it's, it's hard. I think it's so hard to parse out when something is not about the food, when it's about that power dynamic. Mm. Um, and I love the division of responsibility and everything that you're saying, um, Nicole around energy and availability, because it does cut down so much on those dynamics, but there's, you know, they're still there, but it it cuts down on them so much I'll never forget like being at my my daughter's like end of the year barbecue thing and um there was like this this bubble machine like I can't even explain like firemen came with fire hoses full of bubbles wow bubbles it was crazy (laughs) and across the table there was a parent saying like you have to have three bites of pizza before I was like the lawn is covered in bubbles (laughs) and you're like what what are what's happening here i just it was you know ridiculous it was just right. it was and it was heartbreaking it I was just know. heartbreaking yeah, to watch but it was it was not anybody trying to be malicious right, right? it's not yeah i mean it's right. just you don't know what you don't know and you right. think you're doing the right thing right right you're just trying to get sustenance in this kid cuz he's going to pass out in the bubbles right? right right i think that's so it's so true though that everybody is really uh, for the most part, has the best of intentions. Right, you know, everybody just wants to do to do well. They want to raise, you know, healthy kids that feel good and, and all these things. But, and that's why I say, like, why I always go back to that kind of feeding for the future and laying that foundation. Because yeah. without that, we we don't have healthy kids, you know? Yeah. It's really about setting up that relationship with food so that they're the ones that are not, um, you know, eating all the pizza just because they were never allowed to have more or refusing to eat because they were always forced to eat, you know, but that they can actually trust themselves to make those decisions Mm -hmm. um, in the future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Totally agreed. So um, our last question is, one of our favorites and we you know wholeheartedly believe that all foods fit you we are like right on track with your philosophies but we also think that there are some foods especially from our own childhoods that were geared more towards kids and we were wondering if you have a favorite yeah I mean it's it's a little tricky because when I think about that I think like oh there are foods that like remind me of my childhood um 
but sometimes I just, I don't even think about them anymore. I don't like buy them or for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. I just don't. But so I guess the thing that I actually like eat kind of a lot these days um, are are chicken nuggets, like dino chicken nuggets. Dinos. (laughs) Shaped like dinos. I mean, food shaped like anything is like my jam for right. real like, other than the food that right. it's supposed to be shaped <laughs> i'm mickey shaped food in particular yes, i get text with a pictures total sucker for if it's shaped uh, like a mickey like head mickey pancake I'll, I'll put it in my mouth yes <laughs> i found the cheese or, where, where the, gold the goldfish She's like the i don't meat. even like uh, goldfish I no i didn't i mean i seriously have not opened them yet but, <laughs> but i did purchase them because i was like i can't not yes oh. dino roars i love it Yes. Well, that's why I call so. them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the noise they make. <laughs> or is that the noise you make when you have that? <laughs> Everyone knows that's the noise a diner roar makes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. That's I love excellent. it. Excellent. Mm. So where can where can our listeners find you? What are you excited that you're working on right now? Sure. Um, well, I'm on Instagram um, at Nicole Cruz RD, and that's you know where I do a lot of just kind of body positive, anti diet, eating disorder recovery, um, and throw in some you know feeding kids, feeding a family type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also on Facebook at Nicole Cruz RD, and then like I said, most recently, I have my free Facebook group called Joyful Eating for Your Family. And I'm almost done with my um, kind of freebie about like some five basic principles about getting food on the table without a hassle and um, with some recipes in there. So join my Joyful Eating for Your Family Facebook group so that you can um, get your hands on that when it comes out. And um, I'm also just kind of you know, offering some consultations for parents and probably going to be doing some um, live webinar type stuff coming up pretty soon too. Very cool. Awesome. Very cool. I'm diving in deep to your Instagram right now. Watching her Um, Google machine right now. I freaking love toast with peanut butter and bananas. And I see that that is on here and that makes me happy. I'm going to try this apple version that you discuss. Anyway. <laughs> I like dried cherries on mine. Oh, I look at that. Cherries on mine. I have never considered that. It's with PB? Yeah, so peanut butter and then you put the dried. You can even put it face. You could make a Mickey face with your dried cherries. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> we need to further discuss this. I don't think cherries and peanut butter belong together. But I. I <gasps> what? I believe what? you. <laughs> this is where the split begins. <laughs> this is where it happens. happens. <laughs> Nicole, thank you so much for chatting with this us. Was wonderful. It was really great. Um, yes. Thank you guys for having me. It was great getting to chat with you. I always love listening to you and I'm um, happy that I got to join you. So that's it, moms. That's the last bite for today. But in case you're hungry for more, head on over to the Mama Bites website. That's M-O-M-M-A, Mama Bites website, and stream more of our podcasts. Or find them anywhere that you find your podcasts. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play. And don't forget to stop by Instagram. And definitely come on by our Facebook group, The Mama Bites Lunch Table. We'd love to have you there. And until we meet again next time, remember, 
motherhood is a long journey. Don't forget to pack some snacks.